welcome back to Tam tonight. Thank you all so much for tuning in last week, watching my episode Jim Curjo on YouTube, listening on the podcast apps that it's available on, and also checking me out on social media. So thank you to everyone. Uh, this week, we're I don't really have a lot of news because all that's really happening in the world is like coronavirus but i'm gonna try to do my best besides that please like comment share subscribe uh follow me on socials at tam not tammy follow my depop at time to time buy something there are lots of lovely designer vintage things on there so go out and you know treat yourself to something cool while you're on the lockdown maybe you can stunt in the house maybe you do some cool content selfies whatnot i don't know i want to tell you what to do with your time but Thank you. So we're going to get into it. Like I said, there's not really much news besides coronavirus. It's like the word of the day, word of the week, word of the month. Um, it's getting a lot of celebrity endorsements now. I feel like um, several basketball players have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, including Kevin Durant, who was recently seen out and about with Drake last week. So Drake might have that Rona, but we don't know about it, but I'm sure Drake is rich, so he'll be back on the scene next summer, pool party, like it never ever happened. Um, but, you know, just to let you know that it is affecting people of all, you know, colors, walks of life. Idris Ilba came out earlier in the week and said that he has it just because he was on the set with somebody that, you know, came up positive for coronavirus, so he went and got tested, and he has it too. He has not experienced any symptoms, what have you, but he is, you know... A carrier um the guy the red-haired guy from game of thrones uh the wilding dude he's got it not surprised they said europe is like the number one area so yeah i don't really know what's going on or what's happening there are lockdowns happening all across california six counties in the bay area have done lockdowns and they're like giving out misdemeanors for people that are sent outside i don't know how like much further those type of measures are going to go i know school in other states has been canceled for the remainder of the year here in california we haven't really gotten anything that far yet but the superintendent of la schools did go on the radio today and he said you know to prepare for that possibly happening so I think that anybody with kids and stuff like that you should just be as prepared as possible to keep your whole family in the house and hold it down on your own because it doesn't look like we're getting much help from the outside um the government is discussing giving out one to two thousand dollars I don't really know if that's gonna happen um at first well, I don't really think it's going to happen because, like I said, everybody slapped down Andrew Yang and he wanted to give it to us just on GP. So now that y'all sick and dying, you want to give it to us anyway. And then I'm seeing Bernie Sanders, you know, my presidential hopeful candidate, is talking about giving out 2000 So don't know. I'll be expecting my check, I guess. I don't know if we're really going to get it, but sure, I'll take it. Uh, they want us to, like, stimulate the economy because the stock market is tanking so badly again i don't know how much that's gonna help uh people have been out like i didn't really take it that seriously either until they told me i could go and work from home so i was like okay that's pretty serious and then i went to the grocery store maybe yesterday the day before that and it was like bedlam in there like shelves were empty there was no meat uh forget about the toiletry items like toilet paper paper towels cleaning supplies that type of stuff it was gone so i don't understand what's going on with people i feel like we live here in america and capitalism pretty much runs everything so i don't know why in your mind that you would rationalize that we would be out of things you know i mean i guess prepare for the worst the only really shortage i've ever seen in america was in the 70s with the gas thing but it had to do with like the middle east and the wars and stuff that we were involved in they were rationing gas but 
as far as capitalism is concerned and private businesses, I don't see like Charmin or Brawny or Johnson & Johnson running low on anything anytime soon. If anything, with the stock market taking like as big of a hit as it has, you would assume that those people will be trying to bolster their pockets anyway with sales and producing other things. So I don't think that that's going to happen. But you people have answered the call of your panic peddlers and your hysteria-driven media and you have really like filled those pockets of these big corporations even more so with your panic buying uh it's kind of annoying for me because i feel like that is like a wealthier person not even rich but just you have a little bit more money available that's your way of handling things because i know plenty of people that didn't necessarily have money to go out you know on a monday tuesday and just fill up their houses with things and so they can bunker down for six eight months people kind of live paycheck to paycheck from my side of things and people that i know friends family what have you so a lot of people didn't really have money to go out and just splurge and blow like people still have bills there's job uncertainty right now so i think that uh, on top of being like ignorant and just whipped up into a frenzy and panic buying um it's like a little insensitive too because you've wiped out the shelves and then other people when they have their money available now there's nothing left and the fact that we're like a week into this being taken seriously you know by the government and other things and y'all are lining up at 6 a.m at stores and stuff like that like it doesn't make any sense you're not protecting yourself you're definitely not protecting other people if your house is going to be the one that's stocked up like oh boy that got his hand sanitizer and soap storage taken away by the attorney general or whoever in Tennessee and, and maybe it's because like I'm from badder neighborhoods it's not something I'm glamorizing it's not something I'm proud of but it is what it is like and for me and people I know people I've grown up around you're not going to be the house on the block that has everything while all of us have nothing. We're going to come take it from you. So, like, I'm not saying that I'm okay with that or, like, I applaud violence or anything like that. But there, you cannot be a have and be in any proximity to a have not. It just doesn't work. So, if you think that you're, like, doing yourself a service and looking out for your family and stuff by buying everything and stocking up and all of that and showing off maybe on... I hope you're hiding it. I hope you're not bragging on social. I hope you're not on Facebook. Like, look at all of my... Because you'll be a target, especially in times when things get dramatic. That's what happens. And I think that people of a certain level of privilege, even myself, you know, working people, you don't have as frequent interaction with those considered lesser than you in a socioeconomic sense not in a person-to-person -person sense because nobody's better than another person but socioeconomically people do have more means than others so if you you know are out of touch and don't know about the mass quantity of people that are underneath you and them going they're not going to go without we're all going to become prey it's going to be real alien versus predator animal planet people getting taken out because people aren't going to starve to death people aren't going to go without they're not going to let their children go without i also saw a line like halfway around the block for a gun shop in my area and i think that that's pretty ridiculous too because in the face of a health crisis your thought is to go out and arm yourselves like there's not going to be any shortage of dead people you know the virus is going to take care of that if our government and health care system do not ramp up the things that they need to ramp up as far as I've heard that we don't have enough ventilators like there's 68,000 ventilators in hospitals um, and we need way way more than that they're asking big companies like Rolls-Royce and others to start producing them kind of like they do in the war times but 
as far as guns, you will not need a gun or ammo or, and I've seen it sold out on the shelves on social media and then I saw it myself with this line around the block for this gun shop. And I feel like you guys are ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. You watch too much TV. It's just, if people are sick and they're supposed to be bunkered down in their houses, what do you need a gun for? And I get it. I get the conspiracy people out there, the martial law people, the, oh, the government's trying to take over. What are you going to do with your one gun up against your local police force? Because since the militarization of our police force, that voters and older people that could have said something, could have done something, didn't do anything, local police have tanks, they got SWAT type of gear, they got military accoutrement, like, your little, I don't care if you got AR-15, you're not about to win against your local police force, and that's sad, but you're thinking, like, with two different time periods in mind, you're going after the, oh, it's my Second Amendment right, blah, 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 to have these guns, and not thinking about, in 2020, the police are gunned up, like, you're, you have no chance of survival against the American government. Now, if it's going to be citizen versus citizen, sure, you'll be able to take out as many as your neighbors, as you would like but when it comes to you versus the government you would have to be on some black hawk down black water i forgot the name of bessie devos brother a little prime military group you would have to be in a militia type group with yourself and maybe two to three hundred others to even make a dent so i really just want people to be adults use your rational mind not your panic mind not your netflix quarantine mind and just make better decisions because you're, first of all, you're freaking people out, which is never good because as panic spreads, people make bad decisions. All of judgment goes down. People are thinking with their YOLO mind, not their fucking, we're going to be here. Let's not destroy things mind. So it just, my, my term for this kind of behavior is low quality adult. I'm going to put it up on the screen, low quality adult. And it's like, when I was younger, I did not feel like the adult quality was so low as it is now. Like, I feel like adults are the worst people now. They make stupid decisions. They lead with emotion, get their news from not certified places, just ridiculousness. So if you can find it in your heart and yourself to just rise above and try to be at least a medium quality adult, the world will be a better place. Goddamn. Also, because of the coronavirus scare, the stock market is taking a tumble. And we discussed this last week as well, but now it's like down, down, down. And to sort of like give a light at the end of the tunnel or opportunity, in times of economic downturn, as I've learned from like watching documentaries and stuff like that on the wealthiest families in the world, the Rothschilds, the DuPonts, the Vanderbilts, uh, goddamn Carnegie's, uh, the JP Morgan people, all those people, in times of catastrophe and things like that, they make certain moves to help advance themselves in the future. So I try to aim my politics section at people like me, people of color, black people specifically, and I think that not if you are like struggling, struggling, struggling. I'm talking about if you have like your extra money that you would maybe use to eat out or get your hair done, nails done, fellas, buy some shoes, get a haircut, get your car washed, that money. If you could just set it aside, maybe two to $300 and invest in the stock market, do some research first. Don't like get ahead of yourself. Uh, don't make uh, just a whim decision off of what you hear, what you think other people might be doing. Really take time, look up the company, and I would try to go for things like heritage type of things, standalone type of things, uh, airlines, hotels, um, resources, stuff that you know is like taking a hit now because people aren't necessarily out because of what's going on, but that's going to rise in the future. 
if you put your two to three hundred dollars in that you could very well make a couple thousand profit in a couple of months because now stuff is so cheap also what i want to say is other cultures practice group economics and that is why they often fare better than african americans when things happen they that's why it's seemingly that they have way more opportunity than we have as well because they practice group economics so during this time like i was saying do not spend your rent money don't risk no money that you don't have but this is strictly disposable income that you do not use because you can't go out right now and spend it like your club money your movie theater money your date night money you can't use it so i'm saying if you can get together if you have five ten people you trust in your family close family members you can get in the group chat get on the email and put all of your two to three hundred dollars together come up with a solid sum invest that in some stuff that y'all all agree in and then you could very well come out even better in a few months. Also, if you're looking for a house to refinance, right now is the time because the interest rates are so low. I saw something that said like 3%. I'm seeing stuff in the in the late twos. So for black people, like we are, from what I've read, I don't know if this is exactly the truth, but from what I've read, it says that we are firstly least likely to own a home. And we're the number one group to lose a home if we do own them. So now's the time if you got some shady mortgage if you got a high interest rate because you have bad credit just try it out it hurts nothing to try if you felt like if you're in my group the student loan group and you feel like me you may never have had the opportunity to buy a house and stuff like that if you have some decent credit and you have a little bit of money squirreled away go out there and try to get yourself a loan during the time because this is the time for you to take advantage financially of the the just unrest and the uncertainty that's going on in the world so take this time if you can don't try to overextend yourself i understand like our place in the world is black people a lot of us don't have the means to do certain things but now is the time to take advantage and you can do so on a very low level and get some like kind of bigger results than you would get ordinarily just because of the state of the market right now so that is all for my politics segment. I wish I had more to talk about, but since the world is kind of closed down, everything's shut down, everything's canceled, that's what we got. So let's move on to my look of the week segment. This week on look of the week, I'm bringing you five lovely ladies from my Instagram roundup. And we're going to start with Ella Belinska in a beautiful black, very simple, just perfectly tailored Prada dress, Cartier jewels, and she was styled by Jason Bolden. I think she was at a charity event for one of her friends or something like that by what the caption said. So if you're interested in that, I have her right here. You can go look her up, check it out, donate to the charity if that's what you would like to do. Um, but she looked incredible and the back detail was just, uh, gave me old Hollywood, um, Turner classic movie, just every, all the feels that I like to feel personally. I love a simple look, especially when it's executed on this level. She looked amazing and I don't usually show two pictures for a look of the week, but the back detail is so beautiful that I had to show you just so you can feel what I'm feeling. So Ella, you look beautiful. I don't know much about Ella, but I'm following her now. So I can't wait to see more looks from you and what you got to bring to the table. So Ella, look of the week. Thank you. Next, we have Brianna Wilson of Matt Brand and Working Girl. Um, I follow Brianna for a very long time. I even applied for a job at Matt Brand. I think she was looking for an assistant or something like that. My schedule didn't line up because I still wanted to keep my nine to five job. I just wanted to kind of get back into fashion and get my feet wet. And I really like the brand and I love like to support other black women. So I wanted to throw my hat in the race. It didn't work out, but I still support Brianna. I follow her, you know, so she's pictured here in a boss suit by Bisongo. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. And a corset by Coco LA. So 
this Bisongo suit is made out of upcycled materials. And if you're not familiar with that, upcycling is taking like dead stock fabric that's already created but not used and then other clothes to create new clothes. So with the state of the environment and all of that, and you know, I don't have children yet, but I hope to one day, you don't want to leave it a wreck for them. And with something as frivolous as fashion and as fleeting, you know, trends change very often. I think that it's very important and very cool that companies like Basongo and Coca LA take things that were already used for something else and repurpose them into something now and something trendy so Brianna you look beautiful I hope to feature more of your looks in the future maybe a matte brand look if you want to post some of those and yeah we'll be here for you but love this look bomb she killed it and look of the week next up we got Zara McKenzie aka Balenzicara or Balenzi Zara I don't know Balenci Zara that's what it is. Balenciaga Zara on Instagram looked beautiful for her anniversary sub celebration in a Georgia Alice blue look. Now the top is very like Mexican Riviera off the shoulder cruise ship resort wear vibe and then the skirt is very sleek and um close to the body in the same blue. The color blue is so beautiful it's like a jewel tone heart of the ocean she looks bomb i would probably wear it in this same blue or a black just because that's my vibe uh she looked incredible i love to follow her i follow her for years because just her style i like it is kind of off kilter and it's not typically what you see but her looks are always bomb i always love them so if you're into like a little bit more rock and roll edgy type of looks follow her on instagram and show her some love and i'm sure her husband loved her anniversary look just as much as i did so great job zara i hope to feature more of your looks here Next, we got Jade Pierce from YouTube. So I'm sure many of you know her. And then also, I think she's like an influencer too because she has over a million followers on Instagram. So she was pictured this week in a beautiful House of CB dress in icy season on Instagram, Jules. This House of CB dress gives me like... Uh, Vivian Westwood corset vibes with a little small off-the-shoulder sleeve. Very fitted. Love the black. Um... But it's like more for my price range because as you know, if you are a fashion person and if not, just Google it, that Vivian Westwood be coming for your pockets and coming for your life. So I appreciate that she gave like a very top tier look and a price that I could afford, a price that the girls can afford that won't make our bank account go into convulsions. So Jade, you did it. You like you always do it and you look beautiful. Look of the week. Last but definitely not least, we got Zendaya in a full Bagari look. Likely styled by Luxury Law, her longtime stylist. I'm not sure though, there may have been some Bulgari people on the scene to do that, but she looked incredible. And I'm pretty sure that she's gonna be in a campaign. If not, if she's not the new face of the company, I don't know. But it's a beautiful look. This gives me like rich, rich. This gives me um, like a movie, like my boss wife president's daughter my daddy is an oligarch and i'm just walking around the house i'm chilling this is my dinner look Zendaya, but zendaya never disappoints and especially not with law so just more magic i love to see it i live for it like many of the other people do so zendaya look of the week but all your looks are look of the week like i can give you your own segment but i can't do that so Thank you so much. That's it for my look of the week segment. If you all feel like somebody has look of the week that I didn't catch or that I didn't see, like I don't follow everybody, I don't know everything, send them to me. DM me on Watch Time to Time or my personal Tam Not Tammy and I'll share them here because that's what I do, cover fire looks. And now we're gonna go over into my favorite segment, 106 in Parking Lot with your host, Tam. 
and this week on 106 in parking lot there wasn't too too much music that came out but there was a very important project that came out and it is a written testimony by Jay Electronica this is Jay Electronica's debut album which is kind of strange because Jay Electronica had a whole bunch of hype like around when I was in high school I graduated in 2009 I'm pretty sure that's when he dropped a lot of the projects like the exhibit a b c thing and he had all the hype in the world that's when I was first in introduced to Jay Electronica and there we thought he would be like nah status jay-z status because he was so like well proclaimed and well liked and stuff and he was like a rapidy rap type of person um a little bit conscious rap but not too much to where it was corny but enough to where you could learn something so that's why i compared him to nas like that's what the hip-hop like blogs and things like that were kind of proclaiming at the time so for it to be years and years and then this come out was just interesting and I was very excited so to just give a little bit of background on Jay Electronica that I know not very committed to the story but this is just the tidbits that I would pick up so it was like around the 2009 time or what have you I think he was dating Erica Badu and then they had a kid and it was like he was working on rap then I saw him like in vogue or something with this other girl who is like a Rothschild or I don't know she comes from like old New York money or something like that and I was like oh okay cool like Jay Electronica found his come up he don't gotta rap no more and he's off the scene so that's another reason why I was surprised to hear about this but here it is nonetheless it has 10 songs the first song is was not really a song but it's a speech by Louis Farrakhan and it's the overwhelming event opens the album I think it's a very cool way to open the album especially like with Louis Farrakhan I think that he is very impactful and the stuff that he says is very like important poignant and timely especially for black men so if that is Jay Electronica's you know intended audience perfect way to open the album a bit strange maybe for the average person but for if you know about Jay Electronica his beliefs and things like that goes perfectly F rolls into the first song song of the album which is Ghost of Soldier Slim and I feel like it might be the best song on the album but it's a little strange because it like kicks up and the song is cool and then I hear Jay-Z and I'm like wait a minute I thought it's supposed to be Jay Electronica so I go through it and I've listened to this like three or four times already because I wanted to like make sure I had the right things to say I even had to take a break and sort of go and find some other people's opinions so I listened to the Joe Budden podcast and what they had to say kind of mirrored my sentiment I wanted to make sure I wasn't being like ignorant or rude about my analysis of this album but it was very weird for me that Jay-Z was on so many of the songs and I didn't even think to compare it to Watch the Throne, but I see that's what a lot of people brought up. I would never do that with this because I feel like Watch the Throne came out at a very like pivotal point and all the songs were hits. Like they went super hard. And on this, it's more of like an experience sort of thing. It's very artsy. Like after the first listen, I was kind of like, is this like a salon type thing where I'm not cool enough and I haven't like, I don't have enough money and I haven't been to like the best museums in the world to understand this? Like, is this just going over my head or is this really like something that's going on and it's just weird to be weird like whatever I don't I don't know but Ghost of Soldier Slim might be the best song on the project uh next we have The Blinding featuring Travis Scott it was very weird for me to have like the Farrakhan speech and then the Ghost of Soldier Slim with all the bar bars that were on there between Jay Electronica and Jay-Z and then for Travis Scott to pop up because I feel like Travis Scott's music and his life are just totally against everything that Jay Electronica represents but I guess for like a hype feature why not do it the song it's not a bad song but it's just weird like I would never think that he and Travis would even 
want to coexist together so to have him on your project is very weird especially like with travis fan base so maybe they were trying to bridge a little bit of a gap but i feel like as an astral world you know frequenter that that doesn't really that crowd doesn't really want to hear this you know they're totally separate groups so it was just interesting interesting feature choice but what i don't know next is the never-ending story um this that's why I said Ghost of Soldier Slim might be the best song because I think this is a really good song as well. So, but still, it's like, I felt like it was Jay-Z's song, but all right. And then we got Shiny Suit Theory featuring The Dream. I, I love The Dream. Terry Snash, I love his wife, whatever type of weird situation they got going on, I'm here for it. I love it. I like all the music Dream puts out. Like, I've never heard a Dream record or song, even a feature that I did not like. So it was very almost appalling for me, jarring for me, to have this song and it have the Dream, like, sounding so bad. It was almost like the Dream sent them a voice note of, like, after they sent him the, the raps and what they... And they just put it on the song like that. Like, oh, no, don't worry about flying out. It's cool. We're just going to put this. Blew my mind. I don't like that. And then I saw this very, like, lengthy, kind of incoherent post by The Dream. Because, like I said, I love him. I follow him. And it was, like, basically the gist of it was, we're talking shit. We don't know. And what do you have or I have, you know, that's 10 years old that's worth new money today? And I get it. So I guess Shiny Suit was 10 years old. But it's, like, why would you put that out now? You know, especially with the production, like, it's just weird for me. And I want more respect for The Dream. Forget about Jay Electronica, forget about Jay-Z. Don't ever put The Dream on your song and make him sound like that. I'm not here for it. Dream Stan Army. Next song, Universal Soldier. Universal Soldier might be, like, one of the most listenable type of songs, like, you know, as far as, and it's very, I think it's Jay Electronica heavy, if not only him, but it does get a little weird with the stuff that he says, like... It's almost like it's not going together, but sure. Um, and next is Flux Capacitator. And this song might have been like the most dancey, like hip hoppy song that's on there. But it was so weird again with the production because it was like, Okay, I'm gonna just start over. Like, I really like the song because of the hook. And it was like, with my third war posse, with my third war posse, get the gag, get the gag, get the gag. Like, I like that. I was here for that. Because I was like, oh, okay, he wants to amp it up a little bit. But it sounded so weird. And I was like, I don't know if that's Jay-Z's voice saying get the gag. I don't know what's going on. And then my little brother told me it's like a mashup of all these videos from online. And I, I don't know. But I didn't like the production on that song either, even though I really liked the chorus and some of the rhymes like but the just production just threw me off fruit of the spirit i like too some of the bars are weird i think this is the song where he was speaking the hebrew and i was not here for that and i think people try to compare it to when d smoke was speaking spanish but as a californian i feel like no because all of us here in california for the most part um had to take two years of spanish to graduate so even if we don't understand everything d smoke is saying we can get the gist of like some of it like we can pick up on some of the words and hebrew is like not on that level here in california i assume so for the rest of america as well like you have to go to hebrew school or be studying for a bar mitzvah bar mitzvah what have you to know that so i feel like that's a way far out thing to just throw on there and expect us to accept it when it's like you were rapping kind of against or with jay-z on this album who did all his bars in english and kind of killed you a little bit so for you to throw this in there and be rapping something we can't even understand we're supposed to give you points like i can't do that personally 
Um, I did see on Vox that there was this Hasidic Jew black boy that like moved from America, moved out there to Israel, and he's rapping. And like, that makes sense if he wants to speak Hebrew, but for this and then your market being America, it just, I don't know. Maybe the rich Jewish people that help put this stuff out, maybe they're here for it and they understand it, but for the larger audience, for the wide audience, I don't think we understood it. Then we got Ezekiel's Wheel featuring the Dream as well. Much better, like, production and stuff like that, but still, I don't, I don't know what to say about it. And then last, we got the A-P-I-D-T-A, and I think that's the song that I saw most people, like, talking about, tweeting about the day it came out. The, I got numbers in my phone that'll never ring again. I got texts in my phone that'll never ping again. So, like, when I saw that, and then the, on the release of the album, I was like, okay, people are liking it, people are feeling it. So that made me kind of, okay, when I jump in the car, I'm gonna turn it on. And then I turn it on, and that's a Jay-Z line. And I'm like, again, goddamn, Jay Electronica, how could you let this happen? Happen. You know, a, a girl whenever her bridesmaids stun on her at the wedding, and you let Jay Z stun on you on your first album. Like I get it for the point of sales, historical reasons. Like you might get a Grammy uh, nod and things like that. But just for what I thought rap was about, like pride and confidence and bravado and braggadociousness and all of that, you had arguably one of the greatest rappers of all time to a lot of people on your debut project and let him stun you. Like, I feel like with a lot of your bars, you didn't even try to come that hard. It was just very weird. I don't know what to say. I like Jay Electronica a lot. I respect him and his beliefs and stuff like that. I think it's very powerful. I think it's very cool, especially in these dark, weird times, for a black man to try to be upstanding and present himself in that way. But just on a rap level, for you to let Jay-Z come on your first project and do this, I don't know. I wasn't here for that. So, I can't tell you what to do. I can tell you how to spend your money. I But... That was a little bit strange, and I'm hoping that you follow this up with something else, and maybe we don't have to wait 10 years, maybe, fingers crossed, because I would love to hear some just J Electronica bars like I got when I was in high school at Exhibit ABC. So, if you can do that, go ahead. I have listened to the album several times, so I have supported. Um, I wouldn't call this like an album. I would call it more like a piece, because it seems like an art project. It doesn't seem like anybody was like trying to make hits or trying to like give Instagram captions, even though there were a lot of good bars in it, I'm not gonna, but again, like this is rapidy rap. This is people that really like that old school style of like, maybe even, like that's kind of what I thought with the Flux Capacitator. Like, is this from the African Bobata times? Cause you know, Jay-Z is like 50. So is this from the beginning of hip hop time for people just didn't really have a studio and stuff like that. And they were just throwing the beats together, throwing the words together and having the sound how it sound and playing in the park at the party. But I don't want that on an album to where I'm like trying to listen to it in my car and trying to listen to it out and about in the world. That's not what we need. But like I said, I hope to get something new from Day Electronica soon, like maybe in two years or something, because I feel like you have it maybe in there. I feel like you have a lot of stuff to say, even though you said you don't want to just be putting out rap for people to judge it, but it's for consumption of people. And it's like, I think you can't be so sensitive about your art all the time as an artist, because you feel how you feel about it. You love it. Whatever your experiences, you share them. Once you share them, it's for us. It's not for you anymore. You luckily get the pro the proceeds of it, like the money and the accolades and all of that. But the art that you put out, is not for you because you put it out to us. So let us do whatever we want to do with it. Thank you. That's it. Cool album. A new song that came out was Can You Hear Me with Omarion and T-Pain. Um, 
kind of weird considering all the stuff that's going on with Omarion for him to put out such a dancey dancey like happy song but I get it I maybe he's trying to distance himself from that April 5th situation and doesn't want to address it in music on like his singles maybe it'll be an album track but he'll get deep with us this song I like it but it was a little weird for me hearing Omarion's and T-Pain's voice together I don't think they really complement each other but I do get it as far as hype and all of that because T-Pain did do really well on the Tory Lanez flip of his song the Jerry Sprunger so I get like one attack and T-Pain is a legend like who wouldn't want to have them on a song but I just think that that particular thing wasn't the best fit like maybe it would have been better to have T-Pain on a slow Omarion song because T-Pain does get in his slow bag as well but who am I I'm not in charge I'm an Omarion fan I used to go to the Scream tours I'll be at the Millennium tour so we'll see how it goes next up we got greedy by guap dad um i found this song because he posted it on his instagram and i follow him and the little snippet made me want to go listen so i go check it out and i really really like the lyrics um it's like guap dad's going through things you know parents poverty stuff like that his mom's about to go to jail and he don't even got no money can't make no moves can't do nothing and when you're a teenager like i feel like that's probably the most pivotal time when you want to kind of have what everybody else has so being a have not it seems like way more harsh when you're a teenager. So he was like, oh, I was going to start dealing. And then I look around my family and I see the people strung out on drugs. So fuck that. I'm going to start stealing. And from if you know a little bit about Bob Dan, I understand his history. He's from the Bay Area. And recently, in recent years, all the tech stuff and the boom out there in Silicon Valley, it has caused a lot of gentrification in areas that were predominantly black, predominantly people of color, you know, immigrants, things like that. So it's like, you send these people to gentrify my neighborhood, they're going to become the new targets. So if Chad thinks he can walk down my street, and, you know, there we don't have food and barely got food and shelter. And he's stunned with all his Apple products and his messenger bag and his ear pop. We're going to take it from him. Because like I said earlier, you cannot be a have and be in proximity to a have not. So I get it. Love the song Greedy by Guap Dad. Go stream, like, share, subscribe. Next song got Toxic by Kalani. Now I want to preface this with, I've seen a lot of tweets by Kalani like complaining and sort of like voicing her uh, thoughts about she doesn't like that people try to assume who her songs are about when she puts them out. But she likes that maybe we assume that she's that honest with us. And I'm like... <laughs> cut it right there i do not like it when celebrities tell us all show us maybe not tell us all of their business so you chose to put your relationship on fresh street with yg um all the little idiosyncrasies and things that were happening during the relationship you all chose to share that even though you did not have to if you wanted to be a more private person a la beyonce and jay-z when she was still you know not miss carter but you chose to do it to try to get hype or pr or maybe it was him i'm not gonna blame you off of you know the relationship the couple power couple type thing that people like to see even put out songs together and things like that so for you to put out you know what's up um that other song you was talking crazy like i hope you have the son you wanted with the bitch you might be soulmates after all of this and then for you to call it toxic and to get annoyed with people assuming it's about yg it's like that's a little immature that's a little almost dishonest too and a little hypocritical because you can't share so much and then share some more and be like, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. People are going to connect the dots with whatever they want. So it'd almost be better for you to just put the stuff out a la Janae Aiko and let the chips fall where they may. You say who you want to say it's about. I know who it's about. So if it's going to add to the legend of you think this is about Sean or you think this is about YG or you think this is about whoever, go ahead because I'm not going to front. 
But the fact that, like, if you try to argue that, it almost makes you seem a little disingenuous. So please, just put out the music and either tell us the truth or don't tell us nothing. Just let us wonder and let us say what we want to say. But, like, maybe because you're younger, too, and you're very active on social, you, it kind of bothers you. But just don't let it bother you. Put out the art. Just like I said with J Electronica, put out the art, and then it's on us now. It's ours. It's not yours anymore. You put it out. It's ours. You sold it. But let us do what we want to do with it. Last song, Oprah's Bank Account by Lil Yachty, The Baby, featuring Drake. I don't know if Lil Yachty and The Baby are gonna do like a joint project, like Baby on Baby with The Baby and Lil Baby, but I wouldn't see it not happening because they're both down there on QC and Coach K and P are all about their money and they're making pretty good solid moves with all the groups and individual stars that they have. So I welcome a Yachty X The Baby project. Um, I think the video was very cute, very well done. I am kind of annoyed with the black feminist, if you want to call yourself that, because I feel like being a black woman and being a feminist are counterproductive. They don't go together. You cannot do that because, like, a black man can't stop a black woman from doing anything in America, at least not in my experience. Like, they don't really control anything, so there's no need for feminists against them but i saw a lot of black feminists online talking about this is so disrespectful and oprah was very impactful and for you to do this is just uh, uh. and it's like oh take a joke it's a joke it's supposed to be fun oprah and her show is long gone so it's like a historical reference now it's funny as a child who grew up in the house with her grandma who watched oprah every single day probably never missed the episode it was funny to see yadi up there and have drake as the guest and all of that because it wasn't poking fun at oprah it was like kind of homage almost you looking good as oprah's bank account like duh it's a joke it's supposed to be fun and then for all the guys talking shit about yadi and saying it's gay or the feminization of black men and all this stuff he was dressed as oprah but still had his beard visible so clearly it was a joke and clearly, if your masculinity is that fragile, maybe you have a little home homeowness inside of you that you're trying to, you know, contain. Because putting on a dress and a wig as a joke in a music video is not going to change you to liking dicks if you don't already. So just relax. Be calm. Everything's going to be fine. Now, if you start doing it once a week, Caitlyn Jenner style, maybe you got a problem. But for a joke or a show or a music video and we just want to have a little fun, why not? So... Great video. My only like criticism of the video that it was very, very long. And I feel like maybe if it was like five to six minutes instead of the nine, it would have got way more views much quicker. It's still booming though, but I'm just saying like people kind of have a short attention span. So for it to be nine minutes, I feel like at five or six, you would have got way more views, but whatever. The Drake interview was hilarious. The the baby interview was hilarious. And I want to see more Yachty. So good job, creativity on 10 as always. And now I'm going to take you over to my Chevy playlist. So Chevy playlist, something we do here on Tam Tonight every week, where I share with you five songs to keep it rolling while we're not together here. And I'm going to start with number one is Rapture by Coffee. Now I love me some coffee because I like reggae music and she's young and she's very cool. I shared a, her newer song W on an earlier playlist. And I think Rapture is from her like Biggest project today. I think she was Grammy nominated and stuff like that off of this. So go check out Rapture and other music by Coffee if you are into the reggae sound. Next song, we got Not Me by Lil Wayne. Now, I discussed at length the funeral project by Lil Wayne and the songs on it. Not Me is probably my second hit of the album after Mahogany. Like, Mahogany is the hardest hitting for me. But Not Me is right there with it because it takes me back to the time when rap niggas came out by Nipsey Hussle. And I was driving on the freeway and I was switching lanes and I was going over the double yellow lines and all of that in the vault. And just Not Me makes me feel that same power. Like, who gonna pop me? A bunch of niggas in here looking like not me. 
got my squad in this bitch and they got me. Like, whoa. It just takes me to a place. So if you're into that, you like to drive fast. Not me is that one for you. Next, we got Chanel by Ray Shrimmerick featuring Pharrell. Now, I love me from Ray Shrimmerick. I feel like I've seen them like five, six times because at any concert in LA, they bring them out as a special guest. If not both of them, then definitely Sway Lee. And this song, they performed it at the Real Street Fest. It was Big Boy's music festival that he had for his radio station um later last year and they performed the song and i loved it so when it was available on apple music i had to add it of course and it's just a fire song take it to chanel because you're fine they should put that on signs places next song we got bs by janae Iko featuring her we talked about this last week when we discussed the chilombo project and bs is just that one on the album for me back up on my bullshit back up on the scene fire add that to your playlist get it popping um and last but definitely not least, we got Shibuya by the Free Nationals featuring Sid of the Internet. Now, Sid of the Internet has plenty, plenty hits. Type her name into the YouTube search and you'll see a bunch of good songs by Sid. I'm not going to name them here because I might want to add them to future Chevy playlists. And then Free Nationals can do a lot of wrong to me. Love their music. So check these songs out. Put them in the rotation. The Chevy playlist is available on Apple Music and here on YouTube. So if you'd like me to add it anywhere else, just let me know and I will do that. So thank you. You know, I like to leave you all with a quote, especially in these dangerous, dark corona times. You know, the night is dark and full of terrors. So it is an ancient black proverb, and it is health is wealth. Because you could have all the money in the world, all the cars, all the boats, all the clothes, all the Instagram baddies, but you will be nothing if you do not have your health. And health is the most valuable asset yourself. So you got to look out for number one. Take care of the temple. It's the only thing you got. Some people call it a meat suit, space suit, whatever, but you got to take care of yourself. And I heard on the news that in China, how it got so bad, it was through family transmission, like up to 75 to 80%. So if you're feeling a little sick and you're in this quarantine, please stay away from the people you love. Look out for them. You know, health is well. So this week for Tam Tonight, that's all I got for y'all. But in the upcoming week, I'm wishing y'all health, wealth, knowledge of self. And I will see y'all next time on Tam Tonight. Thank you so much for watching. Again, like, share, subscribe. And this video was brought to you by No Respect. It's my streetwear line. Follow us at No Respect underscore. I'll put it up here so you can follow us and go to the website and buy something. It's live. So check me out. Thank you. See y'all next time. Bye.